Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. It's been a little long while since I've been here at the mic. Y'all, I took a break and now I am back and I am so um, encouraged and I'm so inspired and I'm so ready to get back to this podcast. I tell you, those breaks are quite necessary because I was, I needed it. Okay. Um, It was an opportunity to rejuvenate. It was an opportunity to be poured into to rest because we're not machines um we are people and so it was important that i rest i recouped so i can better serve you in this ministry so we are back with the bang okay so um the last time i was here i was giving some announcements on the poetry jam and the poetry jam has um was absolutely amazing so if you had not had a chance to check it out the entire event is posted on our youtube channel um so go ahead and check that out and for those that are returning or for those that are new to the show there is a function um that create with kendra utilizes which is ask kendra if you go over to www.undashassociated.com slash ask kendra you can find details to where you can submit questions or topics of discussion that you're interested in hearing that isn't really talked about a lot in your church, in your community, that we will bring it here to this show. So if that's you and you are interested in submitting a Ask Kendra question or topic of discussion, head on over to www.undashassociated.com for more details. All right, y'all, y'all gonna have to bear with me. I have this cough. And um, it is not going away. We need to cast this out in Jesus' name. Because, let me take a little sip. All right. Now, um, just thinking about what was the topic going to be for the episode back in November. I, I... I was tossing some ideas in the air. Do I bring a guest back for this episode or do I, I don't know. I didn't really know until, um, last night I was in conversation with a friend. Um, and we were discussing love. We were discussing Christ's love and how it's so important for us as Christians to not forsake. Stay with me now to not forsake the love of Christ. I want to remind us because it's really easy to get away from what we are here for. The only reason why grace is extended to you and the only reason why grace is extended to me in compassion and mercy And the fact that we have access to salvation is because of love. 
We are saved by grace through faith. We are saved because of one person's act of love. And that's Jesus Christ. Love kept him on the cross. And I know this isn't your Resurrection Sunday message, but we need to think about this every single day. That love kept Jesus on the cross. And so I want to talk about that today. That we are nothing without love. Let's get into it. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for just being good to us. Thank you for the love that you've extended and that you continuously extend to us, God. You are just such a marvelous wonder. You are such a glorious God. You are such a loving Father that you would love us endlessly. Lord, forgive us for the times that we were not gracious to others, that we were disobedient in operating in our flesh, that we refused to love other people. God, I pray that this episode helps us and teaches us what it means to love and that that we're able to see ourselves. God, I pray that you open our eyes. I pray that your Holy Spirit is with us during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, let's get into it. So, there is a sense of entitlement or justification that a lot of of us rock with, okay? When we talk about folks that are our opposites or people or people groups that we don't agree with or folks that we have conflict with, sometimes we feel entitled or justified to move the way that we do. And I want to acknowledge that yeah sometimes we we have relationships with people or we have disagreements with some but there is no excuse for us not to love one another that is a commandment of God and that is something that has been repeated throughout the word of God therefore it is important for us to heed to therefore it is important for us to obey but you may say Kendra so-and-so started this rumor about me we funking over this they didn't set me up they were scheming behind my back we have issues from years ago this person violated my space This person violated my safety. We don't believe the same thing. We don't vote the same way. We have different political views and standings. But whatever it is that you feel rightly justified, and I'm not saying that your feelings are inadequate, 
I'm not saying that your feelings are important. But the thing about this life, we shall never and we should never lead with feelings, but always depend on the Holy Spirit. Always lean into the word of God. Because our feelings are going to do this up and down, up and down, up and down. And then if we attach ourselves to those influxes of feelings, this is what our life is going to look like all day long, up and down, up and down. But the word of God is our anchor. Even though sometimes we're like, Lord, I don't want to do all that. But the word of God is our anchor. And that is what we need to hold on to. Because it is a constant, it is steady when we are all over the place. Amen. Pausing. Because I just want for us to let that sink in for a little bit. We are nothing without love. Absolutely nothing without love. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, this may be a familiar passage of scripture to some. Um, For those that it's your first time listening to this scripture, I'm excited for you. Um, So this scripture we're going to read together. This is coming from the New King James Version. And I want to take our time with unpacking the scripture. What I love about the word of God is that you can read something in the Bible and get a revelation from it. At the same time, you can go back to the same scripture and God reveals an entirely new thing. This is the living word. And I'm so, so grateful that God gave us his word. Amen. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to start reading at verse 1. And it reads, Though I speak with tongues of man and and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. I want to pause there because a lot of us are confused. So I'm here to help. (laughs) There is some, and it goes back to this, this entitlement of, I appear to be Christ-like. I go to church, I minister, I usher, I preach, I sing, I speak in tongues, I teach the Bible. I'm a prophet. God reveals all his mysteries to me. But the word of God says and clearly states, you can do all these things. You can speak 
in the, 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 the tongues of man, of angels. You can prophesy. You can do all these things. But if you do not have love, then you're nothing. We don't have anything if we do not have love. I want to continue to read. You may say, Kendra, um, that's not my story. Hold on tight. I'm coming. Verse three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We go down to verse eight. When we go down to verse eight, it says, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when which is perfect has come, and that which is in part will be done away. I want to skip down to verse 13. And it reads, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. We should never get away. And I'm talking to the believers. We should never get so into ourselves and so vain to where we say, God, I have all of these works. So the people I don't agree with and I don't love and that I move towards almost hate or maybe even hate that it's justified. But the Bible says if we don't have love, then we're nothing. And what I love about verses four through seven, it, it talks about what love is, the description that it's patient, that it's kind, it doesn't envy, that it doesn't parade itself. It doesn't, it's not puffed up. It's not rude. It's not seeking its own. It's not provoked. It's not evil. It does not rejoice in wickedness, but rejoices in the truth. It believes, it hopes, it endures. This is a love that has no conditions. But the issue that we have in loving folks that don't look like us, that don't have the same political views as us, that don't, don't that don't have the same doctrine or religious practices as us, is that our love has conditions on it. 
Our love has limits on it. Our love says, oh, well, you didn't qualify for my list of, of, of love. But that's not true love. I don't know what it is. But it's not love according to the word of God. And we have to remember that our standard is not our feelings. Our standard is God's word. Amen. I was talking to a friend about, like I said earlier, I was talking to a friend about this. this we we're, were in conversation about love, about God's love, about how we are to give it to other people. And I asked this question. If Jesus can love through those people that persecute, persecuted him, why can't we? If Jesus can love through those that persecuted him, why can't we? And not just the one time, but there are people today. I'm not talking about just when he was crucified on the cross, but there are people today that reject God, that openly say, I reject God. They say the most heinous things about Jesus. And yes, we can get offended. You talking about my Lord, I'm, I'm not with it. I'm looking at you like, huh? But we must still love. But Kendra, that's crazy for people to violate us, for people to do us wrong, for people to do all these things. That is crazy. Why should I love? And if you need some more convincing, let me help you out. Let's go to Matthew chapter 27. We're going to read chapter 27, verse 27 through 30. New King James Version. Y'all ready? Like I say all the time, we are a Bible reading podcast, okay? I'm not here to give you my opinion, y'all. I'm here to give you God's word. Now let's read. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the... Let me see. What, how do you pronounce this? Praetorium. Let me read that over. Let's cut that. <laughs> let's do it again. Praetorium. All right, let's read verse 27. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the Praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. This is in context. Um, Jesus is getting ready to be crucified. Okay. Verse 28, they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Then they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put the staff in his right hand and they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail King of the Jews. They said. Verse 30. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. I'm going to read verse 30 again, just in case it, 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 it didn't resonate. Verse 30, they spit on him and took the staff and struck him in the head again and again. 
I'm going to pause so that I can sit in. Y'all, they spit on Jesus. They beat him in the head. They flogged him. They mocked him. And we have to remember the flogging instrument that was used was a whip, but there was broken bones and metal and glass that was woven into this whip that every time that they would whip him, it would attach to his skin and yank meat and skin off of him. But yet and still, he loved them through it. I was dealing in my personal life with the situation with an individual that I was fighting to love. Now this person is or has, I believe, wronged me, continues to wrong me has no sense of respect or boundaries. And so I have to put up my boundaries, right? Has disrespectful behavior. And it can become very frustrating. There are times where I've became angry. And the Lord reminded me. Look at what I went through and compare it to what you're facing. I promise you he did. And he took me to Matthew 27. And I thought to myself, you're right, Lord. (laughs) Even though this person is disrespectful, I didn't go through half of what you went through and I had to put into perspective even though your story or your situation may vary on the spectrum Jesus was the example of how to love through it he was the example of how to love through it And for those of you that say, Kendra, this sounds sounds good, but I need help. How do I love the people that hate me? Or how do I shake this hate in exchange for love? I would tell anybody, run to the Father. Seek Him in prayer. God wants you to come to Him and say, I'm struggling. God wants you to come to him and say, I don't know how to handle this burden. Because he is the burden bearer. Run to the father. He will show you. He will lift you. He will comfort you. He will teach you. He will walk with you. He will order your steps. Amen. I want to pray for those that struggle with it because it's a struggle and it takes practice. 
But I love the Lord because he was our excellent example of what that looks like. So, Father in heaven, I thank you and I praise you for this time. I thank you for your word and that your word is an anchor, that your word is true, that your your word is a sword. God, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters that are listening to this right now that is having a hard time leaning into love. I pray for the parts of their heart that are hardened, that are wounded, that you heal them. I pray for the parts of their heart that are hardened, that you cause them to be tender again. I pray that we, even though we may face challenges and there are some people that are hard to love, but we need to be reminded that at some point in our lives, we were hard to love, but you loved us anyway. You loved us so much that you remained on the cross. You could have gotten down. You could have stopped yourself. But because you loved us so much, you stayed there. And we honor you, God, and we praise you, Lord. God, I pray that our lights shine and that we righteously and rightfully reflect you in the way that we love others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That is the word for this week. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that you are inspired. Uh, my challenge for everyone this week is to grab you a journal. Y'all know I be talking my journals all the time. Grab you a journal and write down three people or three groups of people that you have um, a hard time just that bring you unease, okay? And I want you to pray for them. Pray for them. Not not the prayer of, Lord, strike them down, Lord, get them. Not that one, saints. <laughs> but pray for them as if you are praying for God's child. Pray for them from the lens that I'm praying for someone that God loves. Whew. That's how we need to pray. That's my challenge this week, y'all. All right, until next time, beautiful people, be blessed.